Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. And here we are with our spring training preview for the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. No, nope. Our what? No, nope, no. Nope. That's next week. That's next, next week. That's next week. That's next week. I, I, I was just kidding. Off, I wanted to see what you're that... Off to a blazing, you're off to a blazing start. Well, well, I really wanted to see what you would say, because I knew that we weren't doing that this week. I knew we were doing are, bracket are, picks and Aren't you clever? What do you, of course, what do you think I'd well, say? We have the two, two coolest things in, in sports going on. Yes, let's talk about baseball. Womp womp. Well, we could talk about Tim Tebow being cut. That happened today. He got sent back really? to the minor leagues. Yeah, well, okay, getting cut means he got cut from the major leagues, which we knew he wasn't going to play anyway. So he got cut and sent back to minor league camp, which we knew was going to happen. But the show this week, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured out, well, all day today has been NFL free agency. The Jets making a couple of uh, pickups. The Giants making an interesting pickup, not very interesting to me. And the NCAA, I don't know, Circus kind of made it. I don't know how, look, the listeners to this show know that I wrote them off two weeks ago. Uh, Jer- I give great credit to Jerry Palm who is of CBS Sports, who is the only writer that I know of that had Circus in throughout. He never wavered. He had them in every single week up until the final week. And they got in by the skin of their teeth, obviously, being the 68th team into the tournament. <laughs> yes, and not a terrible draw at that. Um, playing a pretty mediocre Arizona State team. And then, you know, playing a, you know, if they win that, they're playing a Florida team. Which no, is they're not. Not really. No, I thought not. they were playing Florida. No. No, they play TCU. They go against their old nemesis, oh, Jamie Dixon. Oh, my fault. That's the, other, that's the other one. So, you have TCU, and then, you know, if, look, if you can, if you, which is a winnable game. And, yep. you know, then you get to Michigan State, and that's probably not. But considering, you know, considering where we stood a week ago um, or four days ago, and I, I was driving, and I, because the first time in 20 years I didn't get a chance to watch it, which – Considering how it came out, I'm pretty I'm pretty glad I missed it. Um, and they were just listing it and, and listening to George John Thompson say, you know, kind of hearing the disdain when Syracuse was called was almost made it worth it. And I texted you or called you, I forget which. I think I texted you, and you just had this look this this befuddlement uh, text back of what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I have. I've had them out for two to two and a half weeks. I mean, when they lost to Boston College and then they beat Clemson, I was kind of like, yeah, they really could have used that Boston College win. And when they got blown out by North Carolina, I said there's no chance. And here we are in round one, well, the first four tomorrow night versus Arizona State. I actually have them winning tomorrow night. And then I have them beating TCU. And as we saw a couple of years ago, when I went to Houston, look, nothing is guaranteed in this league, in, in this tournament. Two years ago, they were supposed to meet Michigan State in the, in the round of 32 as a 10 seed then. Maybe it was – no, it was the round of 32 as a 10 seed. Yes. And Michigan State just they, never got there. They lost to Middle Tennessee they, State, a team that probably right, got gypped so, on this, led by Giddy Potts. Yeah, so anything can happen. So if we win against TCU, maybe Michigan State won't be there again. 
Who knows? I mean, I have them there in my bracket. We'll go through the bracket. But I certainly have them there. But the best part about the dance is nobody knows what the heck's going to go on from week to, from day to day, week to week. And so tonight starts that tournament. So tonight is the first four. Dayton, two of the first four games. Tomorrow night is the second of the four games, second two of the four games. And then we have the, the actual start of the NCAA tournament on Thursday at noon. So now the, the middle game, now part, tomorrow's games are in Dayton as well, correct? Yes, yes. Tomorrow, All four games right. are in Dayton. They they really did not want to start Dayton games at noon. Um, no, to play all four in one day. And the other well, that's thing what they've is done for years. These, they've done Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, the other thing is, two of these teams are going to play on Thursday. The winner of tonight's right. games are going to play Thursday, and the winner of tomorrow's games are going to play Friday. So right. they needed to split them up because, and but truth be told, okay, aside from the travel constri- restrictions, because there obviously would be, yeah, they're playing another game, but it would be a huge detriment to play back-to-back games. So could they yeah. play oh, all no day? No question, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, no question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, actually, no, I mean the only is playing if tomorrow is. Uh, one yep. of our one of our favorite listeners, one of our more knowledgeable college hoops guys, uh, Paul Miyake, is actually going to Dayton. Uh, a, a diehard, oh. as you know, a diehard accused guy, and he is going yeah, well, to Dayton tomorrow for tomorrow's games. Oh, he's not going Wednesday. He is or is not going on Wednesday. He's going for the Wednesday games. Oh, so he is. Oh, he he's not. Well, tomorrow – oh, okay. He is going tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow okay, sorry. is My Wednesday. Ma- yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am still not recovered from my illness. Obviously, I don't know what day it is today, let alone anything else. Whew. Okay. So, let's get right down to the picks. Um, truth be told, I have not gone through a bracket yet. I have absolutely no idea where anybody is. Uh, I'm going to be doing this how do you for the run first a, time. How do, you run a sport, how do you run a sports radio show and not pull out a bracket? We've competed on this for five straight years. How do you not do this? You know why I didn't do it this year? I wanted to do it live with the listeners. I wanted to I wanted to look at this with fresh eyes. Look, maybe I was just so surprised Syracuse made it that I didn't even want to look at how they were going to get there, how they were going to get to the Final Four, how I was going to have to go to another Final Four the first week in April, and how I was going to have to – I don't even have tickets to this one. Uh, normally I have a, a – Sean, the only, four, the, only, the, only four you're, the only four you're going to be in is the first four which you're in right now. Well, let's keep it in perspective. Okay, well, so, let's be fair. Uh, Two years ago, did we not say the same thing? Two years ago, would we not have said the same thing as a 10 seed? Yeah, here's, here's the other issue, though. Most likely to make the run, you'd have to go through Michigan State, Duke, and Kansas. Good luck on that. I'm ready. Let's bring it. We played Kansas once. We know exactly how they play. Let's bring it on. Yeah, I'm they right. play better. They play okay. better. They play better than you. That's how you. That's how they play. Yeah, that's true. They beat the crap out of us. And UVA today lost their uh, sixth man uh, to a Hunter. broken wrist. So he's out for the whole. Yeah. he's out for the tournament. Yeah, and that so actually I, made a significant change on on my bracket. So. Okay. All right. So let's. So why don't you fill out on ESPN on the tournament challenge and I'm doing that right them. now. Okay. I'm doing that right now. UVA, I have over uh, UMBC. I would assume you have the same. I do. I have Creighton over Kansas State. Too much Marcus Foster. I'm going with Creighton as well. Okay. This 512 is not going to happen. I have Kentucky over Davidson. I agree. I I, I wish Davidson was in another, had another five seed to play. Kentucky's playing too well. Yep. I have Arizona over Buffalo. So far, chalk, Again, chalk, and more chalk. Yeah, um, of all the regions, this one to me ran just about the most, most uh, the most square, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, Buffalo is good, but this is not the matchup for them. Arizona cruises. I have Loyola of Chicago over Miami. Miami struggled. I have this. I have Loyola of Chicago as well. I have Tennessee over Wright State. Ten, agreed. Nevada over Texas. Agreed. And Cincinnati over Georgia State. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the annoying part when we get to when we look through this region is, I think most people think the three best teams in this region are all on the top. Um, yep. With Kentucky, Arizona, and Virginia. So I, it's a yep. pretty, you know, we can bitch and moan about the draw all we want. I don't know what they were thinking, but I kind of feel like I say this every year, so there's no real point continuing on that. Okay. So. Well, look, we've talked. Hold on, but, but before we go, let, we've talked. We, you and I talked about this the other day. Until the NCAA comes out with a an objective way to determine who's going to be in the tournament and who's not going to be in the tournament and remove all sorts of subjectivity, there's always going to be some bitching, right? There's always going to be some bitching as to who got in, who didn't, and what seeds these people are. To me, I'm okay with that. In fact, I think that's the best part of the tournament because if I knew in early March – that Syracuse had no chance of making the tournament. By an objective standard, there is no way they can make the tournament unless they won the ACC tournament, which they weren't going to do. Would, other than me being a fan, other than me being a Syracuse homer, if you will, is there any reason for me to watch this team starting March 1st or even February 15th? No, no but I'm, not talking, I'm talking in regards to just the seeding alone. I mean, the idea – I understand Tennessee is a three and Tennessee is a two, but does anyone really think either of those teams are better than Michigan? I'm not sure why, how you end up with Michigan State-Duke as a Sweet 16 game versus I, – I don't understand how Arizona ends up a four seed. I, I – you know, I'm, I'm just baffled in general by some well, of I'll these. Tell you what, anyway, we got a lot to go well, through in a, lot, in a short period of time. So Yeah, well – well, well, Seth, I, let me answer one question for you. You didn't understand how do you get Michigan Duke in the Sweet 16. Don't worry. Syracuse will take care of that. You don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. That won't happen. Are, are they going to do okay. that well in the, women's, in the women's draw this year? Okay. Okay. UVA, Creighton. UVA, Creighton. I'm still going to take UVA. Agreed. Arizona, Kentucky. I'm taking Arizona. Agreed. Oh, I thought this is where we would go different. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee over Loyola. Yep. And Cincinnati over Tennessee. Uh, Cincinnati over Nevada, excuse me. Okay, so we're on to the Sweet 16 here. uh, Sweet 16. I'm going to take Arizona over UVA. Yeah, this to me is the single most difficult game of the tournament to pick. Um, The winner of this to me, in my mind, goes to the Final Four. Hunter getting out hurts it even more. I don't know what to make out of Arizona, to be honest. They, they could go out in the first round just because they're so talented but so inconsistent, or they could win the national title. I think they're going to come out angry. I think, and I think UVA will continue to slightly underachieve, although this is under kind of more difficult circumstances. I like Arizona in a really, really close game. Well, here's the thing I love to say. Is, is UVA really underachieving? They're underachieving relative to their number one seed and number one ranking. But if you ask them at the yeah. beginning of the season if they would enjoy being a top eight team in the NCAA tournament, at the end of the day, the unranked University of Virginia Cavaliers would have called this a very successful season. No? Right, but you can only compare yes, but you can only compare it to the seed that you're in in the year that you've had. When you're thirty one and two and go seventeen and one in the ATC, you're not gonna be happy with a sweet sixteen loss. Considering Michigan okay, State fair. has taken them out kind of similarly uh, in the past. It's, just, it's a really okay. bad matchup for them. Fair enough. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. I, have, uh, I really don't care who wins in the bottom because I have Arizona winning, but I'm going to take Tennessee for the upset. Oh, and I'm going to take Cincy. And Arizona – oh, you're taking Cincy or are you taking Tennessee? I'm taking Cincy, so we have one team that's different in this region. Otherwise, every single pick was the same, <laughs> which is annoying. Okay, so let's go to the West. Uh, Xavier over the the play-in game. Yeah, agreed. This will this will not be the year that a one seed is up is upset. I'm going to take Missouri over Florida State. I know Missouri is is kind of up and down, but having seen Florida State throughout the year, I don't like. They're Florida. not very. I don't good. like. No. Yeah, I don't like most of the ACC. I mean, I really don't. No. Okay. I think it's a weak uh, year. I'm gonna, I agree. This is uh, the five twelve upset for me. South Dakota State over Ohio State. God damn it! Yeah, with Mike Palm, <laughs> I have the same. Um, Andrew Dockich is not going to win the uh, is not going to win the most outstanding player. 
Uh, I like South Dakota State also. I have Gonzaga over UNCG. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I have I have uh, San Diego State over Houston. Hey, I'm going to stick with Houston. Okay, I'm going to take Michigan over Montana. Although, again, I don't like anybody in the Big Ten. I am completely against the Big Ten this year. Not against the Big Ten at all. Uh, I do like Michigan. And I'm going to take Providence over A&M. As am I. I'm I'm not sure, Tennessee being, being the exception to the rule, that any SEC team makes the second weekend. Okay, I have a UNC over Ellipticum as well. Agreed. Okay, UNC over Providence? Yes. San Diego State over Michigan? Michigan over Houston. Okay. Uh, I have South Dakota State. No, I have Gonzaga over South Dakota State. Darn it. I wish South Dakota have... State played Michigan. Like that, I would have had. <laughs> I have Gonzaga over South and I have Xavier over Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga over Xavier. I also have Xavier okay. over Missouri, but that's a given. Right. I'm sorry, Xavier over Missouri. Okay, I have Xavier over Gonzaga, and I have UNC over San Diego State, and I have UNC over Xavier in the Final Four. Okay. I have Gonzaga over Xavier, Michigan over UNC, and Michigan over Gonzaga. Do you have Michigan in the final four? Excellent. Yeah, I think Michigan's excellent. I, wow. I don't know how you watched them over the last month and not thought that. I think they're excellent. Um, okay. I think Gonzaga's very good. I think it's a, I think it's a toss-up game. All okay. right. I have Villanova. I'll, I'll, go, Villanova over, I'll start this. Yeah, I'll go, go Vanilla, Villanova, Villanova over uh, Radford, over LIU. Yeah, agreed. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech over Colin Sexton in the fighting Avery Johnsons. No, I have Alabama over Villanova. Uh, West Virginia, Huggy Bear over Murray, over the Racers of Murray State. Agreed. And in, in a pretty good first-round game, I have Wichita State over Marshall. I think that's actually going to be a fun one. As do I. As the wifey comes home. Uh, I have the winner of St. Bonnie UCLA beating Florida. Yep, me too. Because I think St. Bonnie's going to go a little bit in this. In this, is okay. that because you beat because they beat Cuse? They're a very uh, good Texas, team. On top of being they Syracuse, they they're a very good team. They have, they beat Maryland also. Um, yeah, which doesn't mean very much this year, but it is what it is. No, nope. uh, Texas Tech over SF Austin. Correct. And that's a, that's a, that is actually if you had South Dakota State there or Buffalo there, I may yep. have gone the other direction. Texas Tech has not been the same with Keenan Evans being hurt. Um, I have Butler over Arkansas. As do I. And I have uh, Purdue over Cal State Florida. This is not baseball. As Cal State Florida is not going to be that much of a shot in this. One. As do I. As do I. Okay. Uh, okay, so going back up, Purdue over Butler. Yep. St. Bonnie slash St. Bonnie over Texas Tech. Yep. Mm, there you go. In a really interesting matchup, I like West Virginia over Wichita State. So I have Wichita State over West Virginia, but hold on a second. Let me tell you something. If St. Bonaventure loses tomorrow night, I reserve the right to change this entire thing. Because if they lose, I don't think – I don't even know who they're playing. I forgot who they play playing. They play UCLA. Yeah, I don't think UCLA wins these games. I think St. Bonaventure wins these games. So Okay, if, so we, if, we, if both UCLA, have, we can both reserve the right to change games on the 6-11, on the, uh, on the final yes. four play, the first four play. Okay. Fair. I'm just saying that will happen. I will be changing uh, – I will have UCLA winning the first game but losing the second game to Texas Tech. Okay. Okay. Uh, West Virginia over Wichita State. Yep, and I have Wichita State. Villanova over West Virginia for me. Wichita State for you. Yep. Yep. And Purdue over whoever comes out of that 
uh, out of St. Bo- over St. Bonaventure. Correct. And then I have Villanova over Purdue. Yep, me too. Okay, so as so right now I have Villanova, Arizona, and Michigan. You have Villanova, Arizona, and North Carolina. Correct. Or do you have Xavier? Okay, you're North Carolina. No, I have okay. North Carolina, which is good. At least we we have one region where we're totally different because I have Michigan losing in the second round. Yep. So but I think we'll be different a, on this one different. also. I think we'll be different on this one also. Kansas, okay. uh, Kansas over Penn. Yes. NC State over Seton Hall? No, Seton Hall over NC State. I don't think either of these teams is very good. Oh, it doesn't matter. Neither of them are beating Kansas. Uh, I have New Mexico, State over, New Mexico State over Clemson. I have Clemson over New Mexico State. I don't think this 5-12 goes anywhere. Yeah, this, this is my, this is my uh, kind of everything goes region. I have Charleston over Auburn, who has fallen apart in the last month. I have that as well. So I have Clemson and Charleston. Okay. Uh, TC, I have TCU over – actually, no, I'm sorry. I have the winner of Arizona. I have Cuse over TCU. As do I. I have Michigan State over Bucknell. Yep. Um, I have Oklahoma – I have the Trey Youngs over the uh, Fighting Hurleys. As do I. And, and I have Duke. Yeah, then I got Duke over Iona. Okay. Nobody cares. My wife is now rooting for Tar Heels because she likes that she likes the color and she likes that their mascot is a ram. Um, That's why she does not come. So she should root. No, no, no. Then, then, then show her University of Rhode Island so she's not a front runner because then she can root for the Rams with the exact same color scheme as UNC and not be. No, she roots for you. She she roots for you. Nobody, nobody cares. Carly wants to know if you know why the UN, why the North Carolina is called the Tar Heels. Don't care. Don't care. Don't and care. And you're getting the finger, okay. which I've seen many times That's before. Fine. Okay. Don't care. Kansas, Again, don't care. Kansas, <laughs> understood. Kansas over uh, the NC over NC State. I'm assuming Kansas over Seton Hall for you. Yes. I have New Mexico State over Charleston. And I have Clemson over Charleston. Okay. Michigan State over Syracuse? Yep. Duke over Oklahoma? Yes. Michigan State over Duke? Yes. Kansas over New Mexico State? Yep. And I have Michigan State over Kansas. As do I. I thought you didn't like the Big Ten. I don't, but I like Michigan State. I don't understand why I like Michigan State, probably because I don't think Duke's coming out of this bracket. And we played Kansas, and Kansas is not the Kansas of old. Remember, this, no, is, the first time I'm at, this is the first time I'm looking at this bracket, I mean, in total. And I like Michigan State's path to it. Um. I, I really do. I don't think – again, I don't think Duke – Duke is a good team, but Duke is very, very inconsistent this year. And if they don't get good outside shooting from Grace and Allen on a daily basis, they're not winning. And Michigan State yeah. has the big guys in Jared Jackson. Jared, it's Jared Jackson, Nick, right? Yeah, Jared Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And Nick Ward, who uh, Nick Ward is going to body up Bagley. And right. Lindell Carter. And I, I think that's the key to yep. the game. So the final, so we have, we agree on three of the four final four. Jesus. So uh, Arizona, Michigan, or Arizona, North Carolina for you. I have Arizona. Believe it or not, it, to, to be fair, it's not really all that surprising. I mean, normally we agree on most of these games. The big, I mean, before we get to our final four, the big, the big takes are I have Michigan going out in the second round to North Carolina State. That, these are the big changes between you and me, right? right. I have Loyola and Chicago beating Miami. So do I. Oh, you do. I'm sorry. No. I thought you yeah, did. There's only um, two major – the two biggest changes are, are, Michigan, are Michigan and, ironically, uh, Clemson. Yep. Those are the two, big, those are the two biggest. Because you have Clemson going in the same I have them going down in one. 
Yep. Okay, so I have Arizona versus North Carolina. I'm going to take Arizona, the four over the two. Agreed. I have Arizona over Michigan. Then I have Michigan State over Nova. I have Nova over Michigan State. Thank God. And I'll take Michigan <laughs> State to win it all, which makes no sense to me after looking at this. And I'm, ta- and I'm taking, Villanova, taking Villanova to win it all. So I am submitting my picks now. I, I will do that as well. I have a four playing a three in the final four. I don't know if that's so do ever I. happened. So do I. You have no, four playing a two. No, you, it's just that you said just said you're no, I, I'm sorry, four playing a three in the final game. Oh, okay. Well, it's a weird year. There's no, you know, there's no, and there's no, except for Villanova, nobody really has a definitive run anywhere. Arizona, you know, Again, Arizona could be knocked out in the first in the first round, and I wouldn't be shocked. As good yeah. as they look in the Pac-10, the Pac-10 is brutal. And if Arizona, you know, has I'm not really concerned in the final eight game because I, I watch Tennessee; they're a solid team, but they are not going to beat Arizona. But to go through, you know, to go through Kentucky and UVA, even with UVA a little bit injured, is a difficult run. Um, Nova, I think has a. I think Nova has a should cruise. Purdue may be an interesting matchup. They are a good team. Um, Purdue has an easy run, I think, to the eight. And that's why I was – which shocked me how simple – how easy their run is. Now, to be fair, like we said this before, we say easy runs, right? But – Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Things have happened. Right, exactly. I mean, history proves that shock more times than not does not happen. Right, but we can it, only gauge so- – Right, we we can. Yeah, only you're making predictions based on what we see. Yeah, you, you're making right. I mean, like anything else, you can't you can't. If DeAndre Date DeAndre Aiden the Aiden, I was right. Aiden. If he has three fouls in the first four minutes of the Arizona game, well, the game's changed. Hundred yeah. percent, the game is the game's done a one eighty, right? Because I don't think if he sits out the the. The twelve minutes, at least twelve minutes in the first half, and say another eight minutes, twenty minutes, half the game. I don't think Arizona wins any game if he has to sit out half the game. Alonzo Trier has been inconsistent. Roll Atkins has been inconsistent. The team has not been very good. They're just extraordinarily talented, and now they're angry after everything that's happened in the last month or so. I think you know, but. You know, going against Virginia and look, if you beat Virginia and Kentucky, that's a run. And you know, we've talked about this before, even with the first four, which I think are ass nine, is ass nine. Um, you know, I, to me, it's a sixty-four team tournament. To put in four extra ones just makes no sense. But, well, that goes you know, my next. That goes. That goes my next question. I believe it was Scott Drew again brought up the concept of ninety-six team tournament, and the reason he said it, and I don't agree or disagree. But the reason he said it was, look at the football programs. There are 118 football programs in the NCAAs, and more than half of them make the bowl games. Now, the bowl games are the bowl games, right? I mean, some of them are as inconsequential as you could possibly hope for a football game to be. But at least they make a playoff or make a a postseason, if you will. Here you have over 300 NCAA basketball teams, 300. And only 64 teams are making it. Now, I think the fact that there are 94 or 84 bowl games is stupid. It's a money-making machine. It's not that they, that a six and six team deserves it. It's just that's the way the world works. With that being said, what do you think about 96 teams and adding another weekend? I think it would suck. I think I don't have a problem with changing the tournament, but 96 teams means pretty much – yes, actually, yes, Carly, was your idea. 96 teams means that literally the entire ACC is going. You have, it, it takes away I, – I, I don't like it. I've never liked the idea of it. To me, I, you know, the only rationalization I can come up for, I can come up with, is for a team like Middle Tennessee State who went 17-1 and in conference and 26-5 and and got screwed as the mid-major. And this gets them in. 
But I have yep. no interest in seeing the 11 from the ACC with a 16 and 14 record go to the tournament. And that's what it's going to be. The difference between okay. – yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad argument because, as you said, they get the NIT if they want it. You know, just like the Belk Bowl, the, the Pool and Weed Eater Independence Bowl. It doesn't mean anything. The thing that really means anything are, are, are the top six bowls, or if you want to say just the, four, the top two. So to make the argument to equate to equate these two is meaningless, absolutely meaningless to me. I like it at sixty-four. Okay. I saw no reason for sixty-eight, but that's what it is. I have no interest in an expansion. It'll just dilute the regular season even more. Okay, so so let's look. We'll get on to NFL free agency, and we. We have next week to talk about that, too. We have our baseball preview next week, right? Next week is the 20th. Yeah, so our baseball preview. No, our baseball preview will be the next weekend after that we can do it, on the 27th. So we'll talk more about the NFL next week than we will this week when everything is sorted out and all the signings and the trades are actually made official. So we can talk a little bit more about the tournament. What do you say to the Middle Tennessee coach? Because Middle Tennessee went – you said it. I, I I don't know the exact record. What was it? Twenty five. I think they were twenty six and five. I think they were twenty six okay, and five. And I think five. they went sixteen and two in conference, and then they lost okay. in overtime to a bad team. Okay, they, but what do you say? So the reason that Syracuse got in, according to according to the president of the selection committee, and granted, look, I benefited from this, so I'm a very happy camper. I'm not saying it was right. And remember, two weeks ago, as I say again, I thought we were dead in the water. But his response was, Syracuse played the 16th best strength of schedule, including one of the best out-of-conference strengths of schedule, which is true. We, St. Bonaventure was 21st in the RPI. Kansas we played out-of-conference. Maryland we played out-of-conference. Uh, the opposite of what a Syracuse team generally does, which is have a crappy out-of-conference schedule, this year we did the opposite. We played extremely tough at a conference game. So what do you tell a guy, the coach of Middle Tennessee State, who technically can't schedule him? Nobody wants to play him, and nobody will go to Middle Tennessee State. So you're going to have to go to them, and they don't want to play you because if they play you and lose, say, a Kansas or a Syracuse or a Maryland, it counts so much against them. I get the quadrants, and the quadrants is a help is a help for that because a quadrant one loss is not as bad as a quadrant three, which middle Tennessee probably would have been a quadrant one or quadrant two. But what do you tell a coach like that? He said, there's, there's no way for me to win here. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Yeah, pretty much. Look, the whole problem is, and we know this is the conference tournaments are BS. Call it what it is. They're crap. They're a money. They're a money grab. And they get an exposure grab. But no team that wins a conference by three games in a 16-2 and two and goes 26-5 and five in the year. Now, they did, now, to be fair, Middle Tennessee State, I believe, played Clemson, lost tight, played Auburn, lost tight. So they had two or three good games that they just didn't win. But the whole idea is the problem – and Jay Billis, and I really wish I remembered what his thought was. He had a pretty clever idea um, in regards to this. Damn, I'll look it up for next week. But the problem is, like, let's say, let's just say, I guess a good example is even in Alabama this week, where they were, they may have gotten in, they may not, they may not have gotten in, but they won three games and went to the went to the semis, and that kind of clinched their bid. You know, Middle Tennessee State only has something to lose; they have nothing to gain by the tournament. You know, the big tournament, the big conferences, it's other chances to, to win. It's other, it's other. It's other opportunities to win big games. The small conferences, you don't have that. All the, all the teams that have been good all season, all they can do is lose what they have. And it's not right. It's simply not. I mean, maybe, maybe it was that you announced the – I forget. Maybe it's that you announced who the at-large teams are before the, before the conference tournament. Maybe that's what it was. I don't remember the exact. I just don't. But, you know, I – well, now, what, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, there's your legitimate win. They didn't get in at five five or... So what Jay Billis said was that conference tournaments should only be about automatic bids. 
So basically, you take the you don't count the games that they played within the conference tournament as a factor within the RPI without within the factor of uh, wins versus losses. Because when you play in the ACC tournament, obviously your strength of schedule is going to go up the more you play within the in the tournament. The more you play within the conference. Same with any other big conference. But Middle Tennessee will not count that way. So what Billis yeah. was saying was. You stop the rankings, and you stop the at, you stop the uh, strength of schedule. Those types of metrics, if you will, at the end of regular season play. I don't think that's a bad idea. I really don't. But then at the same time, you're not going. You're still not going to be able. It's like in a courtroom where a, uh, a litigator says something, says something, says something. The other, the other counsel objects to it, and I say withdrawn. Don't tell me that the, the jury hasn't heard it, because they have. So well, you're going to get... But then you look at it almost again, like this. Objective. You have your 30... Then let's look at the other way. You announce who the 34 at-large teams are. There's your answer. So you announce the 34 like, at-large... Wait. So you announce the thirty-four at-large teams, and one of the what if them what if one of them wins the tournament? Then you make it. Then you can make. Then you make the adjustments after the fact. Well, then the tournament means absolutely nothing, and teams the will stop playing. The tournament means absolutely nothing. No, no, no. What I'm saying is now. No, 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 it's a conference. Hold on. It's hold a money grab. What do they need? Hold on. But they the but the point is to have Isn't the point to actually have good basketball? You won't even have good basketball because what does North Carolina have to gain? What did it? No. The thing is, they can still – we're not giving away rankings. North Carolina was in the tournament whether they won it or not. So you're not giving away seedings. You're just giving away not giving spots. Away seeding. Yeah. North okay. Carolina is in the tournament regardless. No, if okay. they know they're the three in the Midwest, that's different. You can change your seeding, yep. but you can't change – I can live with that, and I think that is the that is probably the fairest way to do this. I could be wrong, and it, look, if if something if you know, I mean, it's not perfect, and if one of those you know, if a random team outside of that sixty four, you know, makes it, then you know, then 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 you know, you don't have to give the ranking, you know, you don't have to give the list in order, but if a team has to drop out, a team has to drop out. But that at least gives you something. They give you something, though. I think. Like again, it, I haven't put a great deal of thought into it. But it's just like I'm tired of every year having the same argument about the small schools who no one gives a gives a shot to. And then they they go 24 and five or 26 and five, and as opposed to an Arkansas or a, a Texas A&M, which goes or Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a little bit different this year. They're just a weird run. But a team that goes 18 and 13. In, in, in six and ten in a con, seven and nine in a conference, it doesn't mean anything to me. You know, we both right, know so that let, a team like okay. Let, let's stop. talk about two teams. With, let's talk about two teams within the same conference. Okay, so Oklahoma, even within the same state, Oklahoma State win does not get in, and Oklahoma does. Oklahoma, look, the NCAA has said from the very beginning this year that it is a complete body of work. They used to have a metric that said they would count the last 10 games, and that would be a metric in which Oklahoma would be horrendous, right? I mean, I think they went 2-8 and eight in their last 10. And then you have Oklahoma State, who probably didn't have the best to have the same body of work over the entire year, but certainly beat the teams late and beat the right teams, beating Kansas twice. So what, what the committee was basically saying was, you needed to beat Kansas, who is a top 10 team, if not a top 5 team. They're a number one seed. You had to beat a number one seed three times to make the tournament, not two. Yeah, and I want to say they also beat West Virginia. I think they beat West yep. Virginia at West Virginia. I could be wrong on that. They beat Oklahoma twice. Yeah, I mean, look, certain metrics are going – you know, Oklahoma had great wins in the beginning of the year. I, I don't – it's, look, I'm not saying that every – it's a tough call. I can't see how a team that goes 2-8 and eight to finish a year can ever make the tournament. I don't, I, I, I don't see it. 
Um, and either Oklahoma is going to is going to really be impressive in their game against Utah, or they're going to get blown out by thirty. And Oklahoma and Mike and Mike Boynton, the coach of Oklahoma State, just going to roll his eyes. Um, the other question is, and this is an interesting point: Are teams like Oklahoma State, Auburn—I mean, not Auburn, Oklahoma State and USC—being penalized for potentially because they've been kind of brought up in the wiretaps? Now, again, we don't know. You know, it's not hasn't impacted Auburn, Arizona, but those teams were in. But for the teams that are on the peripheral, well, was Auburn? Auburn was definitely not. Well, in my opinion, was definitely not in before the SEC tournament. Auburn. So, Auburn was a four yeah, seed. Not Auburn. They, I'm, they sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Auburn. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm mistaking Auburn and Alabama. My apologies. Okay. My apologies. Alabama was not in before the tournament. Colin Sexton basically put him and said, "We're going to make the tournament on my back." So my mistake. I I messed up the Iron Bowl participant. My apologies. All right. So we have our NCAA tournament. We will. Uh, we have our bracket. We will see what this weekend brings. As far as that is concerned, whether Syracuse makes it out of the, the first four tomorrow night, a 9-10 start. Thank you so much to the NCAA for making my Wednesday an awfully long day. But I'm sure, an, I'm sure a beer when, or a cider when they win the game will make it that much better. So, first thoughts on free agency. We're not going to get to all the free agency today because we only got 19 minutes. But we're going to hit on – I'm going to give you some players, some local players and non-local players. I'm going to give you some, some ideas, and you tell me first thought what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. Next week we will have a complete free agency recap. So we're just hitting on the, on the uh, quick hits here. Jonathan Stewart signing with the Giants. I found this to be one of the more unusual signings of the, of the day. I thought it was a bit strange. I don't know what he signed for, to be honest. I'm assuming it couldn't be an enormous amount at this point, but I know Gettleman and Shula have you know, worked with him in Carolina for many years. Um, I personally, I think they're doing this as a setup, as a setup to, go for, to go for Barkley. Um, if not, I would have made much more of an effort to re-sign Darkwa. Um, I, who I think is a pretty good running back and just behind a lousy offensive line. Um, if they're signing him at, at, at a minimum contract, I have no problem with it at all. If they're going to cut Shane Vereen, um, or they cut Shane Vereen, you know, Gallman is okay. You know, I, I don't think it was necessary. I, I, I think they wanted character guys, and I think that's why they went for Stewart. This is what they could get cheap. So Vereen is, actually, Vereen is actually a free agent. The only two that are under contract right now are Wayne Gallman and Paul Perkins. So Vereen is actually gone. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so well, the, they certainly wouldn't re-sign him. So, okay, yeah, Perkins now, was a huge disappointment last year. So let's play on to what you just said. So you, you think that they're gunning up for Barkley, which leads me to the Browns. The Browns have made a flurry of deals. I mean, a flurry of deals. They've gotten Tyrod Taylor. They've let go of Isaiah Crowell. They got Jarvis Landry. They still have the one and the four. They still have two picks in the second round, two picks in the third round. Your belief is that they will not take Barkley at number one? No, my belief is the Giants don't think they're going to take Barkley at number one. Okay. Um, my, my belief is they will take Barkley at one. The Giants will probably trade back for someone who wants one of the quarterbacks. Indy yep. is going to take the, line, take the defensive end from NC State. In Cleveland will take Chubb. one of the four, either yeah, with Chubb. In Cleveland will take either a Rosen, probably not Rosen because he's kind of made it clear. Probably either Allen or Darnold, whichever one's left. That's my guess. Okay. I think because well, they have Taylor one for team. one year. Sorry. Yep. No, if they, if there's one team that's looking to trade up, who's look. We don't know who's looking to trade up, but if, if you're reading the tea leaves, the Buffalo Bills are certainly making moves to get up into the top five, right? Yeah. So a week ago, a week ago they had Tyrod Taylor, and they had two firsts, 20 and 21. They had two seconds, and they had one third. With the Tyrod Taylor trade, which was a stroke of genius, 
if you're asking me, from Brandon Bean. He not only got out of a $10 million salary, but he got out of a $6 million bonus that was going to hit next week, and he got value for it. He got the first pick in the third round. So now the Bills have, after that trade, they had two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, including the first pick of the third round. So what did they go and do yesterday? They trade Cordy Glenn to uh, Cincinnati with the twenty with the twenty twentieth pick and move up to the twelve. So now they have the twelve and the twenty, which is a little bit more value on the so-called value chart. They didn't go after a quarterback today. They didn't get one in, in free agency with all the quarterbacks going all over the place. You have to think that they're looking to trade off, right? I mean, there's nowhere else. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, Buffalo is, look, Buffalo has never been a, a free agent's paradise. So let's put it that way. And there are, five, you know, there are four quarterbacks that are most likely going in the top ten. Now, Mayfield may fall to 12. He may not. But most likely, he, most likely you're going to have Rosen, Darnold, Allen, and Mayfield going before pick 12. Now, if you like Lamar Jackson, then you, know, you can get him probably at 12. You may not get him at 22. So it, I think what they've done is, is fantastic. I think that, as you said, two ones, the 12, the 21, and the third pick will get you into the top five. And if there's a quarterback, you know, I don't know who Brandon Bean's choice, quarterback of choice is. I, I have no clue. But that could get you potentially the number two. It could potentially get you most, li- more li- you know, most likely the number four. And you now the other thing is, you know, it's not none of these quarterbacks are can't miss. So if, you know, look, Tyrod Taylor has a great year for Cleveland, and and they say, well, you know what? And I know Hugh Jackson liked him very much. So, you know, maybe they decide they they'd rather trade back, get more picks, go for different things. You know, take Barkley, be happy with their quarterback, and see what happens next year. See if there's a stud, you know, I don't know, I don't off the top of my head know the pick, the quarterbacks for 19, but, you know, it's not like these guys, all these guys don't, there, there are red flags in each of these guys. Donald turns the ball over, Allen's not consistent, people wonder about how much Rosen likes football, and Mayfield, you know, they worry as Manziel too, and Lamar Jackson, you know, half of them want him to try out as a wideout. So it's not as if there's no, you know, it's not as if there's an Andrew Luck in this or John Elway in this. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways that, that Cleveland can go, that Cleveland can go, and there's ways that Buffalo, but I agree that Buffalo is, has probably one guy in mind and they're going to trade up to the top five to get him. I'll give you an interesting scenario. So today the quarterback carousel went like this. Sam Bradford went to the, to the Cardinals. Case Keenan mm-hmm. went to the Broncos. The Jets got Josh McCown again, and maybe Teddy Bridgewater. And the Vikings got the creme de la creme and Kirk Cousins, who, who got less money than he would have gotten from the Jets, and Drew Brees stayed with his team in New Orleans. So I just was very interested in that Kirk Cousins got a three-year contract. Okay, no problem. All guaranteed $84 million. My take is none of these quarterbacks that were drafted, uh, that were signed, got long-term deals. I mean, like like five, six-year deals. None of them, including Cousins. Why would you, if you're not Denver, still draft the quarterback at number four? If Keenan got two to three years, Keenan's – look, Keenan's a good player. We, we all saw that last year. But Keenan is not Andrew Luck. Right, we we can establish that he's not he's not going to be an All Pro quarterback. He'll be a good quarterback. He might be a Pro Bowl quarterback because everybody and their mother turns it down, but not because he deserved it. Why you don't think Keenan not... deserved? You don't think Keenan? Wait, wait, wait! You don't think Keenan deserved it last year? I think he deserved it last year. I think he deserved it last year. My point is, going forward, it's a little different now, and. Are they dating Keenum, or are they married to Keenum, being being Denver? I think they're dating him. They only signed him for two two to three years, as reports indicate. I'm not sure Denver's right. out of that business of drafting a quarterback. 
I do. At number four? I do. Because, to me, the reason they gave Keenan a two to three – I forget what the exacts are, but I think you said it was right. I think it was a three-year deal um, with pay potentially an out after two. Because I think that Elway thinks that this defense has two years to make, to make a Super Bowl – this team has two years to make a Super Bowl run. And here – I understand okay. they were like six and ten last year. But we all agree the defense is still very good. The wideouts are solid. You can get a running back in the second round or third round, or you can pick one up in free agency. My sure. guess is they go, you know, maybe they, it's the offensive line that needs help. Maybe you can get Quentin Nelson. You can get two or three guys on the line. You don't have to worry about quarterback. And maybe you're, you know, in a interesting division to say the least, you know, maybe, maybe that's your gateway back in. You're not going to do, you're not yep. going to make a run most likely with a rookie quarterback. And in two to three years, you have to rebuild the whole thing anyway. True story. I think if they stay at four, by the way, they're going to pick up Mika Fitzpatrick out of Alabama uh, because they okay. just traded. To, well, well, they have Roby and somebody else. Uh, Roby and Chris yeah, they, Harris, yeah, so maybe not. And they trade to leave. They Fitz, trade to leave to the Rams. But Fitzpatrick is more yeah. of a safety than a corner. And I don't know if well, you're going to want to take a if you're going to want to take a safety at four if you're trying to for the, the way their team is built. I just I, I don't That's think true. you will. So well, then they are the they are the then they are the prime team what? to trade down. They are the prime yeah. team to trade down. Yeah, because I can't imagine right Bart. I don't think. Yeah. Well, it depends if they want Nelson because their offensive line stinks. Then you you can't really trade down. He's there at four at five. The question is, what are you guys going to do? I'm assuming you're still going, even with Bridgewater, you'd still go quarterback. Absolutely. Would you? Absolutely. And to me. And they might trade. Yeah. And, and they might trade up to get him. I mean, they, they may trade with, they may trade with, um, with Denver and move up one slot just and give, they got a second round pick in the Sheldon Richardson trade from Seattle. Would it be worth it to the Jets to use a second-round pick to move up one slot? Yes, if that's what the quarterback needs. I would hesitate about giving up too much, but I think I do that every year in that the Jets make the stupid trade that gives up too much. But historically, when they've traded up, they haven't given up a whole lot. So, And as we saw in the Solomon Thomas trade last year, when Treblinski moved up one, I think they got a second and next year's third which is not really all that much to move up one slot, especially when San Francisco wasn't taking him anyway. So if Denver is not taking a quarterback, you're basically having the Jets trade up for a guy that Denver wouldn't have taken anyway at number yeah, four. But that's, the lever- that's, that's the leverage at five. That's the leverage that they have. It will be interesting because yep. also what's nice, what is interesting is unlike in prior years, there really is no conception on who number one is right now. Correct. There are at least three names that we have heard pretty consistently, Donald, Allen, and Barkley. And, you know, for a Cleveland team with, with two picks in the top four, if I was them, I would go Barkley. I think he's the best player in the draft. And you just picked a quarterback, you know, and if you – so to me that makes sense. But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Yep, and we got a couple of weeks to ruminate over the draft. We're, we're mostly talking free agency this week. Uh, Sam Bradford in in Phoenix, in Arizona. I don't know what they signed him for. And I'm assuming it's an incentive-laden contract. But never has a man made so much money for doing really so little. Um, he, well, you're not the first person to say that. Eric Weddle, the safety of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, Ravens. actually said something. He said, so dumb, Bradford has been paid more for nothing than anyone else in the history of the NFL. And (laughs) according to – that's a quote. And according to ProFootballTalk.com, as the first overall pick in the 2010 draft, Bradford got a six-year, $78 million deal, which he finished. In 2016, Bradford signed a two-year, $36 million deal with the Eagles, who traded him to the Vikings six months later. And now he gets another $20 million for two years 
to $20 million a year for two years with the Cardinals. So he's made approximately $120 million for a guy that's probably finished a complete one or two seasons. Yeah, oh, if, if I remember correct, if I remember correctly, Bradford was the last first round number was. one was the last was the first pick of the, the last pick of the the last draft where there was no rookie salary cap. I could be correct. wrong. No, you're right. That's you're right. He, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so, we got five minutes left. Would you uh, like to go first? No, I'll let, you, I'll let you run with this one. Okay, so on the day that Tim Tebow got cut from the Major League roster, which was to no surprise at all. Unfortunately, this has become the usual announcement from the Mets camp every single year for the past four years. It has nothing to do with Tim Tebow. And it's incredibly sad. Now, over the last year or so, I have incurred back problems. I have a herniated disc and a whole lot more that goes wrong with my back. And up until that time, I had no idea what, what, a back problem really felt like and how much pain one person would be in. And you look at, you look at uh, injury reports all over the place and you say, Oh, the guy has a, has a slip disc, get him back on the field. There's no way that this guy can't play. He's only got a slip disc. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, David Wright today was told for the fourth year in a row, he is not going to be able to play baseball for the majority of the season. He has to shut down baseball activities for two more months because he has spinal stenosis. That sounds awful, and it probably feels even worse. It's a shame. This guy was on a, a Hall of Fame trajectory. Really was. He was the answer. He was the Mets answer to Derek Jeter. There was no more consummate captain than David Wright. And, again, for the fourth year in a row, it is incredibly unfortunate that David Wright will not be playing baseball, likely, for the Mets. Now, was there something with David Wright and Lynch, the reason that he won't retire is because insurance won't take Yeah. So David Wright so signed a – I believe it was a seven-year, $140 million contract, a very large contract. Uh, now it's five, it's five years ago, so he's got three more years on it. And if he does not play, he's still on the, on the DL but does not play, insurance will pick up 75% of that contract. If he retires, David Wright gets nothing. So if you're David Wright, you take the money and run. I get it. But it's a sad occurrence. Okay, Seth, you have about two minutes and 20 seconds. Go. Well, a quick uh, RIP uh, to Ken Flack, who was one, of the, was one of the best doubles tennis players in the world. It was, it was Matt Canrell and Peter Fleming were number one, and then later on in the 80s it was Robert Cibuso and Ken Flack. who kind of died out of nowhere. Uh, yesterday at age 54, which is now much younger than, um, you know, the number, you know, last week I talked about my friend David Shell who died at 47 and I'm 42, I'm only 42 next month. This is a little depressing. Um, a quick, you know, as much as we bitch and moan about college basketball, the one thing that never changes is the, is the fun of the first four days of the tournament. And are the games going to be overwhelmingly spectacular in the first round? Usually not. It's that it's but the moments the Bryce drew, the you know the guy from Northern Iowa who hit the three pointer to beat Kansas that and they're un, with their unbeatable team, you know the, the the Wichita State going undefeated and then losing to Kentucky in the one eight game in the second round. Just remember how much fun this is, and you know and take it for what it's worth. It is the best four four days of the college of, of in my mind of the sports year. And um, and then by by Sunday night I'm drained drained from it, but it's a lot of fun. Enjoy it. I'd say root your team on unless you went to Maryland where you didn't even make the damn NIT. But good luck to Cuse. Good luck to you know and for everyone who's listening. I hope your alma mater does better than mine did this year. All right. So one more thing. Rest in peace to Chris Gedney, who passed away. The yeah, Syracuse what, legend. What happened? And I do call with that? There has been no cause of, of death at this point. He did die, and he was 47, my friend, so only five years away for us. Um, very, very depressing and unfortunate timing. Uh, this has been Seth, uh, Sean Kamen. Sean Palmer for Seth Kamen, uh, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, and for Jake in the background, 
We'll see you next week with our uh, with our free agency review, and then the following week with our baseball preview. Have a great one, everybody. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.